warfare that is raging for the truth and for the right. When the conflict fears is raging with the powers of the night. God needs soldiers who are brave and true. May then depend on you. May the Lord depend on you. Loyalty is but is due. Say, oh spirit, brave and true. May then depend on you. The song goes like this. Bye, you're not to say love. In the warfare that is raging for the truth and for the light. When the conflict fears is raging with the powers of the light. soldiers comes to one and all. Soldiers of the conflict. Will you hit that call? Will you answer quickly? With a ready chair? Will you be enlisted as a volunteer? A volunteer for Jesus? A soldier too. Others have enlisted. So why not you? Jesus is a captain. We will never fail. Will you be enlisted as a volunteer. I'm sure you remember that song. A call for lawyers, soldiers come to one and all. Soldiers for the conflict. Will you hear the call? Will you answer quickly with a ready chair? Will you be enlisted as a volunteer? God bless you in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is your friend in the School of Prayer and Deliverance, Daniel Lulukoya. You are most warmly welcome to the Revival Hour, an hour for those who have dogged determination to make heaven, an hour for those who want the power of God to touch their lives, an hour for those who want to move in a new way in the realm of the Spirit. God bless you in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for another revival hour. We thank you for your grace, your love, your might and power. We thank you for the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for the mightiness of your name and your power. And we thank you for your name which is above all names. Father, accept our thanks in the name of Jesus. Father, we are gathered before you, open our understanding. Lay your hands upon us by the power of the God of Elijah. 
In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Today in our revival hour, we're going to listen to this message which has blessed many lives. God bless you in Jesus' name. The way into the powerhouse of God. The way into the powerhouse of God. Please listen to me very carefully. So that when the time comes to ask for the power, you will know how to fashion your own prayers. It is important. It is compulsory. It is mandatory for us to have the power of God in our lives. It is important. It is compulsory for us to be power generators. It is important that we plug our lives into the socket of divine power. Because the serpents of Pharaoh are troubling our destiny. Because evil kings are reigning over us. Because Goliath has risen up against so many children of God. Because the children of the bond women are drinking more blood. Because the wings of the troubler of our Israel must be clipped. Because in many places of work, believers have been aroused and demoted. We need the power of God in our lives. Because there is plenty of darkness around us. There is even darkness in display. A lot of display happened all over the place. We need to challenge these powers. We need the power of God in our lives. Because the kingdom of backsliding is advancing. Many are backsliding. We need the power of God in our lives. Because long-standing yokes must not extend their stay. We need the power of God in our lives so that all those foundational Jericho can be broken to pieces. We need the power of God in our lives so that the evil cry of every family idol must be silenced. We need that power in our lives to prove to the world that the God of Elijah whom we serve is still on duty. We need the power of God in our lives so that the reign of mockers can be terminated. We need the power of God in our lives to provoke overturning and overtaking to favor the children of God. We have no option. Our lives must generate the power of God. It is a lamentable tragedy to stay as a footmat of the enemy because of lack of power. It is a lamentable tragedy to stay as a footmat of the enemy, for the enemy to measure your length on the ground because of lack of power. This is why I want to pray this great prayer now. And it's important that your amen too must be great. The power from heaven that will catapult your destiny to a place where evil birds cannot reach. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Listen, real power is spiritual power. Age has nothing to do with what we are talking about now. One man was a boxing champion. He can fight his one titles. 
But as strong as he is, he had no control over immorality. He has been overpowered. He has physical strength to fight. But as a spiritual enemy that defeats him cheaply. I know one of these wrestlers that you watch on TV throwing people out of the ring at night. He's taking hard drugs. The thing now has made his life useless. They have controlled him. Real power is in the spirit realm. Real power is in the spirit realm. Long ago, before God started the mountain of fire, we were praying for a girl, and the girl said something strange. She said, the virtue of everybody in the family, please note my words, she said the virtue of everybody in the family, all the children born and unborn, is inside her belly. And that, that thing, unless she vomits them, nobody in the family can prosper. I was curious. I said, who is your father? I said, my father is a pastor. Pastor of where? Pastor of a uniform church. Those people who don't wear shoes. I said, yeah, and he's still a pastor. He said, yes, sir. Okay. I'll follow you to go and tell your father who you are. I said, does he know who you are? I said, no. So every day they are praying. Every day they are going to the mountain. Not knowing that what is troubling them is in the valley. May your hidden enemies be exposed in the name of Jesus. So we got to the house. I greeted the man. I said, your daughter here has swallowed the virtues of everybody born and unborn. This is why you have not prospered, sir. This is why you are living in this kind of accommodation. This is why there are no chairs in this room. And you and mommy, you are sitting on the bed. And me, as your visitor, I'm standing. She has swallowed everything. He said, ah, how can that be? It's not possible. She's a fine girl. Say yes, she is a fine girl. But there is something evil about her. I brought her to you so that you yourself can go for deliverance. So I laid my hands upon the girl I brought. The girl somersaulted under my hand. She somersaulted. I was rolling on the floor. And the father got angry. Said, stupid girl, why are you rolling on the floor? Get up! Get up! So she cannot get up. A greater power has overpowered her. Eventually the girl sat down. And the man said, but I'm a pastor. I want to do what you did too. So he laid his hands on the head of the girl. And the hand just remained like that. Not stretching in again. And he started crying. He said, Pastor, help me. Don't let my hand remain like this. I said, but I warned you just now that you have a daughter who is stronger than you. No wonder the psalmist says that God should deliver him from strange children. I'm praying for anyone here. Any power of strange children troubling your destiny shall be scattered in the name of Jesus. Let your amen be loud and clear. Genesis chapter 32. Genesis 32. There was a man called Jacob. Jacob. Genesis 32. 
I just read a few verses. Jacob has left the house of Lebanon where he had been thoroughly dealt with and punished. He now wanted to go back to his own place, but there was a problem. There was an Esau whom he had cheated waiting for him. Genesis 32, verse 3. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, unto the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shall you speak unto my lord Esau. Thy servant Jacob said, Thus have sojourned with Laban and stayed there until now. And I have oxen and asses and flocks and men servants and women servants. And I have sent to tell my lord that I may find grace in thy sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to thy brother Esau. Also he cometh to meet thee and four hundred men with him. Verse 7. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. He was a trickster. So what he did, he divided the people that was with him and the flocks and the earth and camel into two bands. He separated to the two bands. And he said, if he shall come to one company and smite it, then the other company which is left shall escape. And he began to pray. Then something happened. Verse 24. And Jacob was left alone. And there he wrestled with a man until the breaking of the day. And verse 28, as a result of that wrestling match, and he said, The name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God, and with man, and hast prevailed. People come to church, they receive knowledge, they receive prayer, they receive anointing. But they don't know how to translate it into power. One great secret to generating the power of God in our lives is called pressure conversion. Or the principle of pressure points. If you understand this principle, you can translate every pressure upon your life into power. If you understand this principle, Every arrow of the enemy fired against you can be translated into power. If you understand this principle, every pressure in your life can be translated into power. Every storm can be translated into power. Every problem can be translated into power. Every harassment of the enemy can be translated into power if you understand it. The way of power that God uses is to create challenges that will introduce pressure upon your life. Just like the problem that confronted Jacob here. Jacob was going home. This is a very dangerous activity because waiting at home was his brother called Esau, whom he had cheated out of his birthright. Waiting at home was his aging father, to whom he has lied. So Jacob was going to an unfriendly territory. Trouble and death were waiting for him. Esau was a wild man with a reputation for aggression. Esau fights wild animals. Jacob was no match for Esau at all. So he had to now begin to learn how to turn his pressure to power to bring victory. This is a serious matter. And it's a key to God's powerhouse. Until you have confronted your own Esau, 
you cannot enter into your promised land, you cannot enter into power. And Esau was waiting for Jacob. No matter how bright your plans are, no matter how wonderful your schemes are, no matter how attractive your plans are, you need to confront and deal with your Esau. When you are ready to be serious with your eternity, when you are ready to be serious with your destiny, when you are ready to be serious with your eternal purpose, you must confront that your Esau. That your Esau is the pressure point. For Jacob, it was his long leg that used to carry him to everywhere to carry out shady dealings and deceit. So God put his finger into that leg, his leg, his long leg, that he used to go about to cheat people. God put his finger, that is the place where the problem is, that is the problem, your leg, your leg, your leg. And it dislocated him. All through life, until Jacob dies, he limped on his leg. He walked like this all through his life. God had to put his finger on that pressure point for you to key into God's powerhouse. The Almighty had to lay you on an altar. Just like Elijah methodically cut the offering that he laid on that altar. You begin to die in stages. Elijah slaughtered the bull and cut them into small pieces. You must be ready to admit that there is a pressure point. There is something you need to get rid of. No matter who you are, until you have dealt with your Esau, you remain in exile. No matter who you are, until you confront your own Esau, you remain in the wilderness as far as the power of God and purpose of God is concerned for your life. Listen, beloved. For 21 years, Jacob lived as if there was no Esau waiting for him. He did not share the secret with anybody. Before you set you into God's promise for your life, before you find your physical and spiritual identity, no matter how many years you have pushed your Esau aside, you have to deal with it if you must enter into that powerhouse. And our different Esau differs. The Esau of Jacob started many years ago. Think deeply tonight before we start praying. What your Esau is. Anytime you want to seriously possess a possession, the reason you don't have power to do it is because Esau will say, Sorry, sir, you have not said to me. I'm still here. Say, Sorry, sir, where are you going? You have not resolved my case. You may cut a tree to the ground and you think that's the end of that tree and you cement the floor. But one day you come out and you find your concrete cracking because there was a stump you left there. What is that stump saying? Saying, you have not said to my case. They are just making noise. You are looking away as if I'm not here. But I'm waiting for you. You are crying, I want the power that is fresh. I want the power that is fresh. All power cannot do. I want the power that is fresh. But Esau says, I'm still here. I will not pursue you. I will wait for you at the gate of that powerhouse. I will wait for you at the gate of your inheritance. Esau will always wait at the gate of destiny. At the gate of power. Maybe you ran away from one husband. And married a new one after cheating that horse's back. 
this one will be waiting for you. Maybe you are winning some people money. You refuse to pay. And you are changing cities. Running from place to place. This one is telling you, you are neglecting me. Maybe you have done plenty of hidden abortions. Some of the abortions you didn't even tell your husband. This son is not saying, I'm still here. Maybe you are working with a fake certificate. And now you are saying, I want the power that is fresh. You are saying, Hanoi, allow me with a fake certificate? No. That fake certificate is your issue. Tell him, no, 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 no. We don't put anointing on people with a certificate. Maybe you step with your niece, step with your cousin, step with your nephew, step with the house help. Nobody knew anything. You are voted for the house help. No one knew anything. Your wife did not know. Family did not know. Issa will be waiting for you to point your attention. If you have not escaped, I'm waiting for you here. Maybe you were very clever as a small girl in school. You are so clever with contraceptives so that no matter how many men you sleep with, you don't get pregnant. That is a wait. Perhaps you have secret loss in your heart. Or you are a man here, you have secret children. The wife at home does not know about your Israel will wait when you are ready for power. And said, no, you have not said to me. Until you deal with that Israel, you cannot enter into the powerhouse of God. When you are at the edge of the prize, when then the Israel will show up. The Israel will say, you have not dealt with my case. Where are you going? The danger is this. As you are growing, Israel too is growing. Jacob left at the age of 40. By the time we come back at 51, the Esau that was not uprooted had grown. When Jacob offended Esau, Esau was just one man. But now, Esau had become 400 to confront Jacob. If you like, you may postpone your confronting your Esau. But in several years' time, it will be more sophisticated. It will be more complicated. It will be more complex. It will be more serious. It will be more difficult. Until you deal with that, you can't enter into the powerhouse of God. He will point his fingers there. I don't know what your issue is here tonight, but the important thing is to kill it so that you will not enter into powerlessness. One massive church in this Lagos many years ago where they preach holiness. Big place. One man got born again. He was an area boy, a ruffian, before he got born again. And when he got born again, the only job they could give to him in church to help him was to make him a security man. So their job is that when the fellowship has closed, they go around the church, and as they go around, they make sure the place is okay, they lock up the door. One night, after the service had closed at 8.30, by 11 p.m., they noticed a small girl of about eight or nine sitting in the center of the church. So this bulky, muscular security man went to the girl. A young girl, what are you doing here? Why didn't you follow your daddy and mommy home? No answer. No answer. Say, so I'm talking to you. No answer. I will beat you. No answer. Because he was an alien boy, muscular. Muscular man. He rushed at the girl. Trying to pull the girl. It was as if you were pulling a trailer. At that level, a spiritual man would have known that there is a problem. 
said, ha, ah, hit this guy. Okay. I'm going to get wire. Nepal wire. And beat nonsense out of you. So he ran quickly to the security post. Brought this large electrical wire. He lifted it up to smash the girl. At that level, the girl did like this. Seized the wire. Tore it to pieces like paper. And put it on the floor. At that level, too, he should have known that there is a problem. Because he was an area boy who was here to confront his own issue. He now started backing her, trying to pull her out. Where he was struggling with the girl, his hand removed the scarf of the girl on the head of the girl. Instead of normal black hair, it was green grass, bush. When he saw the bush on the head, he was then reversed and began to quote the Bible. It is written, touch not my anointed, do my prophets no harm. It is written, as you see yourself, all you people, get out of here, in the name of Jesus. Was then the girl stood up, reluctantly. And the man was quoting the Bible. As he was quoting the Bible, I was saying, get out in Jesus' name. The girl will take one step and will stop. Once the man gets tired and is no longer quoting scriptures, the girl now stands still. So this man kept quoting the Bible, kept shouting, go out. From that 11 to 3 a.m. until the girl now got to the gate. At the gate, she just vanished. It was then, it occurred to the man that he was fighting a principality. That is not the story. The story is that when he was struggling with this girl, the girl had a golden wristwatch on. The golden wristwatch fell from the hand of this demonic girl. Because this man was an area boy who he was here to confront his sister. He took the wristwatch and took the wristwatch home. And that was the beginning of his own tragedy. The wristwatch he took home killed everybody in the house. Until you confront your sister, entering into power is zero. All eyes closed. It's one prayer point we need to pray. And it's a very serious prayer indeed. Very serious prayer indeed. Pray it with all the forces you can gather. The Bible says, In the year when King Uzziah died, I, Isaiah, saw the Lord. Until King Uzziah died, Isaiah did not enter into the kingdom of power. Something had to die for you to enter into the warehouse of God's power. Doesn't matter who you are now. Every man is on his own. All eyes closed. Can you shout this loud and clear?
Esau. Don't defeat your Esau. In Jesus' name we pray. I wish you could see what is happening now. You need to pray another version of that prayer. Jesus. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. That's why Jesus brought you here. Something is happening at the back of the In Jesus' name we pray. You now pray the twin brother of that prayer. The twin brother. The Bible says, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Jesus. Oh, yes. In Jesus' name we pray. I'm going to pray a prayer now. You need a sevenfold amen for that prayer. Sevenfold amen. The Bible says Jesus gave them power against unclean spirits. Power against unclean spirits. That is power that unclean spirits cannot understand. I decree upon you now, beginning from tonight, the power and the anointing. I will terrify every enemy. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you for your children who have joined this program. Let your hand be upon them for good. Mobilize heaven to help their lives. By the time we meet again, let them become greater bundles of testimonies. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 And let us share the grace in fellowship, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Seven glorious hallelujah. Let's go. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus.